In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Our, uh, we've come to the baptismal font here at St. Matthias Episcopal Church. Um, a great place to talk about baptism, not just the baptism of Jesus, but our own baptism and what it means to be baptized into Jesus. What does it mean to share in the baptism of Jesus? And this is a very, very short passage today. And in fact, it would have been shorter if we didn't um, tack on and, and repeat some of the verses that we just read a couple of weeks ago in Advent with John the Baptist. Because um, at the end of hearing about John the Baptist, in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him and a voice from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And we've been talking quite a bit about what it is to be a child of God and what it is to receive Christ and the power that we have in Christ to become children of God. That this invitation is open to you. This invitation is open to me, we don't have to do anything special. We just receive it. Right? And we have the opportunity to come and, and to be baptized, to share in the baptism of Jesus. But it's not the baptism um, that, that saves us. Or, and it's not even our, our declaration of faith that saves us. It's really just a joyous response to the fact that we are children of God because we've received who God is. We've allowed Jesus to come to us and take us and draw us to all who receive him, to all who believe in his name. He became power to become children of God. And as children of God, we get to come and to be baptized and to share in that very act that Jesus himself um, undertook in the River Jordan. And as, he come, and, and as he's baptized, the Spirit of God descends upon him, and we hear the voice of the Father, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. And here we have sort of the bookending of Epiphany season with the, the, the Trinity right in our midst. Um, the Father's voice declaring <clears throat> Jesus as the Son and his beloved Son, and, and Jesus, obviously, the Son, being baptized in the Spirit of God, empowering and dwelling in him. And we have the same image, <clears throat> excuse me, <coughs> we have the same image in uh, the last Sunday of Epiphany on the, the Mount of Transfiguration, where we hear again the voice of God and the Spirit. Uh, overshadows him in the cloud, and, and we have Jesus being declared this, the beloved son. And so in between these, these uh, Sundays, um, we have a series of other exciting uh, passages of, of how God not only manifests himself to people, ordinary people, but how God utilizes them to bring forth um, the glory of who God is, 
to bring forth the message of salvation, the message of promise, the message of hope, to point toward the Messiah, and to point towards what it is to live into the glorious kingdom of God and to become a beloved child of God. Because this is the hope. Right? This is the promise, not just for the children of Israel, but certainly for the children of Israel, but for each of us who've, who've come to the waters of baptism, who've come to a declaration of faith, who've come to seek the living God, sometimes to seek the living God in such a way where we're sort of throwing up our hands, like, I don't know what to do, God. I don't know what you want with me, God. I don't know how much more I can handle, God. Why are you continuing to put me in this position, into this place? And God, gently, lovingly, caringly, and not all the time without challenge, um, renews, blesses, restores, and encourages and reinforces that reality that, that we belong to God. And that God is made manifest to us. This is epiphany, right? God in May, God in man made manifest. God in man made manifest. We've, we, God has made manifest to us. We have seen the glory of God um, in the same way the Magi saw the glory of God in the star. We see the glory of God all around us. Oftentimes we have the, the passage from the, uh, from the wedding in the Cana of Galilee. And <clears throat> in fact, that's the third portion of the Epiphany blessing that will happen later on. But in, the, in the, uh, that, that scene from the wedding of Cana and Galilee where Jesus turns water into wine, we have an image of, of God and man made manifest before us who cares, who blesses, who comes alongside even in the most ordinary facets of life, although ordinary for us looking at that saying, well, it's just a wedding, right? I mean, it's nice that he did that for that couple. Sure, it would have been embarrassing. It would have been, it would have been horrifying, perhaps. Um, but, you know, surely God has bigger things to tackle. Surely there's, there's the whole Roman Empire thing. And surely there's, you know, curing disease and, uh, and you know, geopolitical situations that God can, can undertake. Um, so you didn't really need to come and to, to bless just this, these two ordinary folks that aren't even named, right? Except what if it was your wedding? Right? Then it would be of utmost <clears throat> importance to you. What if you were in the position where you were going to be scorned by everybody who came and um, it would have been a disaster? And how amazing it is that we have a God who makes himself manifest to us 
even in the ordinary aspects of our life. Who comes alongside? Who does miracles? Who works miracles? Who brings forth life and love and hope and promise in a way that is unexpected and amazing and glorious? For indeed, this is almost what we can say, these waters are here right? They're very ordinary. And yet, when we come to be baptized, we experience that freedom of bondage, where we experience the joy of entering into the life and death and resurrection. We are buried with Christ in his death, and we are reborn through his resurrection. We are given new life, New hope, new promise. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Indeed, the other image is that of of coming through the Red Sea. Leaving behind a life of slavery in Egypt and passing through the waters to come to a new life where we have freedom. And how it is that we live in that freedom with the covenant of the living God. And it's not an easy thing to embrace freedom. In fact, we hear the Israelites very quickly say, Ah, remember back in Egypt how good it was? We had good fruit to eat. We had fresh water. We, you know... The food was better. Maybe forgetting that horrible life of oppression and bondage that was taking place. It's difficult to live a new life. But it's the invitation that we have when we come to the waters of baptism. You can leave behind that life of sin, that life where you live for the world and take on a new life empowered by the Spirit of God and hearing that voice, you are my beloved, with you I am well pleased, you are my beloved, with you I am well pleased. And can you hear those words? Will you accept those words as being true to all those who come to the waters of baptism? For all those who receive Jesus. You are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. It's difficult, right? Because each of us can think about things that we have done where we're not so great or that are very unpleasing to God. Things we definitely need to confess, things that we need to put aside. We just had New Year's. We have a whole bunch of New Year's resolutions and ways that we're going to change our lives, our attitudes, and to be better people. We know that we're not perfect. But God doesn't expect us to be perfect. God invites us into a new life. 
God invites us to be his beloved children. And God invites us to receive the Spirit of God and to grow, to be a witness, to manifest ourselves in the world that people might see God in us, through us, with us. This is the invitation. When we make our baptismal renewal vows in a few minutes, we're taking those vows again to leave behind and to renounce a life that is of sin and to accept Jesus, accept that life. We proclaim the Apostles' Creed and then we make a a covenant of of a variety of other things, of, of living fully for God, of accepting people, of seeking justice in the world, of being made manifest to people around us that God shines brightly in us and through us. You are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Over these next few weeks of, of Epiphany season, as I said, we're, we're going to be um, looking at some people who um, have received that challenge, that call, that promise, that power, that gift to be manifest to the people around them. And um, we're going to look primarily in the Old Testament at, at um, some of the characters that, that, that appear, prophets and priests and preachers, and that's what they become. But to begin with, they're, many of them are just ordinary people seeking to please God, serve God, and to be blessed by God. And through them, I pray that we might look at ways that we can be made manifest more and more to the people around us, that God can be made manifest more and more to the people around us. that we can be the light that brings people to Jesus, that we can be the star that leads people to Jesus. And so I do pray for you during the season of Epiphany. Um, one of the things I said uh, that we that we're going to do is, uh, I hope to to bless houses, to chalk our houses, um, and I and I pray that 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 can take place, that indeed your house may be a haven, a blessing for you, and that indeed you may 
that, that sign on your doorpost may remind you each and every time you come in that you are a beloved child of God. With you, he's well pleased. And moreover, his blessing rests upon you. So in a minute, as I said, we're going to do our renewal of baptismal vows. Um, But let's pray. Let's pray that we indeed might receive this gift that's somehow, in some ways, so amazing that it's often hard to put words to it. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you that we can come to these waters. We thank you that we can revisit these waters. We thank you that you have declared us your beloved children. That we who come to you in faith may know the immense power of your spirit. Lord, help us put aside those negative thoughts about who we are and accept ourselves as you see us. Lovely, holy, beautiful. May we live fully into the reflection of your gaze. Come, Lord God, anoint us, bless us, empower us to live fully for you each and every day. That your love may be made manifest to the world and that all might know the power of your great love. Amen.